HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Comté Cheese Association. Comté an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at Conte-USA.com. That's C-O-M-T-E-USA.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cutting the Curd. This is Jessica Kesselman and I am so excited to be joined by the Dean of Cheese State University. If you haven't seen or heard about Cheese State University yet, you are in for a real treat when you log on to their website after listening to this podcast. Um, I feel like a college I feel like a college counselor in high school right now. Um, But the great thing about Cheese State University is that it is from the dairy farmers of Wisconsin. We are joined by Molly Brown, who is the education director for the dairy farmers of Wisconsin. And Molly's been a guest on Cutting the Curd before. She came on uh, to talk about the whole uh, Victory Cheese Project, which was so wonderful during the pandemic. She's got a long career in cheese, and we are really happy that you're here to join us today, Molly, and give us a tour of Cheese State University. I am so excited to be here. Um, This project has been really fun to work on, and I'm um, just thrilled to share it with the industry. So I love the whole concept of it being... um, a school, a university environment, especially because Wisconsin, I know for me in New York, Wisconsin's always been like a big state school kind of place, right? Yes, like totally. <laughs> I, I have, I've had several relatives who went to University of Wisconsin-Madison. Um, but uh, that aside, do you want to tell us a little bit about what Cheese State University is and uh, who who's your target audience? Who's it for? Yeah, absolutely. So Cheese State University um, is a professional training and education program. Um, We really geared this for early career cheesemongers, um, people who are really working with cheese on the counter day in and day out who may not have access to great training resources. Um, However, we knew that there, you know, there's sort of a need throughout the industry. um, And we were 
optimistic that the programming would be interesting to people who are further along in their careers. So mid-career mongers or, you know, people who are, um, you know, like me, kind of old, older, old fogies here in the industry <laughs> at this point. Um, and, you know, we've had a really good reception for that. So our intended audience really is um, retail mongers, people working with cheese on a cheese counter. Um, however, we're seeing um, people apply from sort of all segments of the industry. So a lot of people who work in distribution, um, people who work for producers, um, even some small cheesemakers. So it's it's been really fun to see um, the student body grow and really see who this is appealing to. I feel like our un- our whole industry, you know, a unique thing about it is we are all constantly looking for new opportunities to learn uh, and to develop and grow our knowledge, even if it's an opportunity that might seem like, you know, like we're above it, like, oh, we're past that. But I'm telling you, I could sit in a cheese 101 over and over and over again and still learn something new. So I think it's really great. Like when you describe the target audiences, well, you know, we had this group in mind, but it does also acknowledge the fact that no matter how long you've been in this industry, there is something about cheese people we are always looking to even if it's just a little bit of a new perspective on something we feel like we already know. Like we really look forward to having that opportunity. Yeah, I think that really hits it. Um, I think that um, I think a lot of us who have been in the industry for a little bit longer too didn't necessarily have access to great training resources, and I think we've all sort of pieced our educations together from a wide range of sources. And um, so I think there's always, um, like you said, something to be learned in different people's teaching strategies and in their approaches to, to teaching and sharing the information. And so I think there is a, like a very deep interest in that and in learning um, throughout the industry. So. so I do want to take a minute to talk about some things that Chi State University is not uh, as before we get deeper into what it is. So one of the things is um, it's not uh, necessarily all about Wisconsin, <laughs> right? This is, not not. <laughs> a, right? this is not a Wisconsin cheese based, uh, curriculum, but there is, um, the connection to the dairy farmers of Wisconsin. So can you backtrack for us a little bit and tell us who the dairy farmers of Wisconsin are and how did they become, uh, involved in this? Yeah, absolutely. So Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin um, used to be called the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board, which um, more succinctly described the work that my organization does. Um, And we are um, a checkoff marketing organization. Um, So we were formed in 1984 um, by a vote, through a vote of um, dairy farmers themselves um, to create, you know, essentially a marketing, um, a, a, a marketing fund to promote dairy consumption in the United States. So um, we are one of the, we may be the largest, I'm not sure, I'd have to, um, California Milk Advisory Board is probably the other, the other big one um, when it comes to dairy checkoff programs. Um, but because so much milk is produced here in Wisconsin, um, we're obviously one of the bigger um, checkoff organizations for dairy. Um, and we um, are really you know, the thing that sets us apart from CMAB in California is that in Wisconsin, 90% of our fluid milk is turned into cheese and 90% of that cheese is sold outside of our state's 
orders. I read that. I I saw that in Cheese State University. I learned that. <laughs> no, we're full of good information. Um, so we're sort of like an ad hoc cheese marketing organization, um, which is really cool. So that's something that I think sets us apart from other um, dairy checkoff organizations. We do promotion of fluid milk and of butter and of ice cream and, you know, other dairy-based products, but cheese is really the core of the work that we do. Um, so that's the you know reason I'm really excited to work for these guys. And um, yeah, I'm just really proud of the work that this organization is doing. So how did you get buy-in to doing something that wasn't necessarily about promoting Wisconsin full stop, but that well, it was actually about the larger concept? It's a good question. Um, so I actually was hired to, that they had the vision. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin um, has dabbled in education previously. We had a program um, that um, some, you know, cheese long haulers here may um, remember called the Cheese Cyclopedia, which at its time, I'm sure was very cutting edge um, and had just, you know, grown dated um, over time. And we used to do a big um, focus on food service environment, like food service targets or food service audience. Um, And we, you know, have sort of as an organization switched um, strategies to focus more on retail. And so the previous education resources that have been created were just sort of losing relevancy. So um, they were looking for somebody, they were hiring to fill a position um, for somebody who would create specifically a retail focused training and education program. Um, I don't know that they exactly had Chi State University in mind. Um, and I didn't necessarily either when I was hired, but this is what, you know, sort of came out of that. And I will say that, you know, they have been um, an amazing sponsor of this program and an amazing, um, shown a great willingness to explore the entire world of cheese um, through this lens. Um, and of course, you know, we tell Wisconsin stories in Chi State University and we when we have the opportunity to talk about a Wisconsin cheese, we take it. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's, you know, not a Wisconsin cheese training program, but we do go um, outside of the state to really look at the whole world of cheese in context, right? Because that's really what it's about. And that's what helps put Wisconsin cheese in context too, is looking at the broader world. Um, so it really wasn't, you know, there was no like hard sell here. Um, they have been, you know, like I said, just amazingly supportive um, and like eager to go on the journey. Um, and I think they're really excited to work with a retail audience and work with cheese And I think they sort of, you know, see cheesemongers as like the tip of the spear um, leading the, um, you know, sort of grassroots marketing efforts of the cheese world and, you know, really being the advocate for specialty and artisan cheeses um, amongst, um, you know, these really high value customers that they're working with. So, um, yeah, it's it's. uh, I would say it's been there's been a natural affinity between the organization. and our audience and really wanting to bring this program to life. And uh, this is um, definitely a great thing to have in your toolbox if you're planning on taking the CCP exam. Like it's another great like um, resource for information, but this is not necessarily something that was designed in conjunction with taking the CCP, correct? Um, that is correct. Yeah. Um, I think that... Um, we definitely recognize that um, people are looking for CCP training resources um, and that there's not a lot available, like widely available in the market um, if you are preparing for the exam. Um, and we certainly um, 
wanted this to be a resource that people could look to, but we didn't necessarily sit down with the body of knowledge and like um, draw parallels between. Um, I will say, you know, I'm a CCP myself and I have um, done training for the CCP exam in different roles throughout my career. So I, I would say that this is um, probably organically assembled um, as a training resource for the CCP, maybe more than I would give it credit for, mm-hmm. <laughs> more than I want to publicly acknowledge, um, because I do have, you know, familiarity with the body of knowledge and with the um, the way the exam is structured. But um, we didn't really want to be like beholden to, you know, having to uphold the um, curriculum and in, in light of exam changes um, and things like that. So we haven't really like made an official bridge to the CCP exam, although we acknowledge that um, people would likely benefit from using it. Yeah, you know, going back to something you said earlier, that this really is about, you know, cheesemonger education, especially in those instances where people may not have other resources for professional development. I'm thinking about um, new uh, new cheesemongers who are new to new businesses, <laughs> because mm-hmm. what's what's been really interesting, despite all of the challenges we saw in the last few years in the retail market, we still saw quite a number and continue to see quite a number of independent cheese shops opening. And yep. some of them are in locations that don't necessarily have... Um, other tea shops they can go and visit and conspire with and, and trade information with um, in person, or maybe they're, you know, I can think of two shops off the bat um, that opened or stayed open because customers wanted to make sure those shops didn't close. And so they ended up um, purchasing the shops from the previous owners to keep them alive. And they weren't necessarily purchased by people who knew a lot about cheese. They may have been good uh, business savvy people, but the content and the context of selling cheese was something they really needed to find a way to, um, you know, catch up on. And, and so I think this is a really, this is like reading, like, really great, a really great book. Like there, the writing, um, in the courses is really approachable. Um, I can hear the voices of some of the people that like, I can, you know, that I enjoy listening to in the industry. Like, I feel like there's a lot of great, there's a great voice to the content. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the content and like how, how cheese university is organized? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Thinking, you know, kind of thinking through this, I thought like, you know, basically I set out to like create the program that I wish existed when I was a yeah. brand new cheesemonger, you know, like uh-huh. all the things I wish somebody had been able to say like on day one, you know, like here, take, you know, take 30 to 60 days and like read through this thoughtfully and take this test and prove that, you know, some things at the end. So <laughs> um, I really, you know, we started at the very beginning, um, the very first, so I'll the field guide is our core curriculum within Cheese State University. So there's a lot of like ancillary content and fun stuff that you can find on our website, but really the structure of Cheese State University is all based on the Cheese State University field guide. Um, and that is a three volume resource. Um, it's all digital online um, and it is organized um, into these three volumes that then have you know chapters within them. So the very first chapter of volume one, 
chapter one is like the prehistoric, you know, <laughs> um, or historic um, origins of cheese um, and cheese making. And we all we go back to that, like, you know, first story that any cheesemonger, every cheesemonger probably has heard on their first day in the cheese counter is that, you know, cheese was invented when, um, you know, an ancient shepherd rode his camel across the desert and he had his, you know, hydrating, um, you know, animal skin bladder, like full of milk. And when he got there, you know, to his destination, his milk had turned to cheese from the action of, you know, the heat of the desert and the agitation of riding, you know, on this bumpy camel ride. And then um, the residual enzymes um, found in this, you know, animal, you know, supposedly, I guess the um, the canteen was made of um, an animal intestine. Um, right. So the residual enzymes and so had like created cheese and that's how cheese was, you know, invented slash discovered. Um, I think, you know, raise your hand in the audience if you've heard that story before. So yes. you start or right there. Or if you've there. told that story, right? <laughs> right, I, if you told I, this, exactly. I told, that, I told totally. it in a cheese class the other day and then I we went to, yeah, but... <laughs> and it's not like that far off, you know? I mean, it's right. that story is, it is just like a really... Um, like creatively packaged, um, you know, nuance of the truth, right? Um, right. So, um, of course, we learned more through um, Dr. Paul Kinstead's research um, that he presented in Cheese and Culture, kind of shown a new light on some of those historical origins of cheese um, and timeframes. Um, so we really, you know, we kind of, we started at the very beginning. It's like your first day at a cheese shop and you heard that story. And it's also like, you know, the... Uh, the inception point of cheese in history. So it's very, you know, it's kind of meta. It's like, you know, the first day on two levels. Um, so we really start there. Um, and then we, we talk about, you know, cheese, um, through, you know, as it sort of like grew through history, like when rennet became, um, you know, came on the scene in cheese making and what that allowed for. And then we talk about a little bit of, you know, we go into the cheese and culture story, like why did, you know, certain cheeses emerge in certain parts of the world and how, um, you know, those styles of cheese production are really tied to culture and really tied to sort of the human history of that place. And so we talk about that a little bit. Um, and then, you know, we go into sort of, um, dairy farming, milk production, um, uh, milk chemistry, um, cheese making and affinage. And that sort of makes up the first volume. Um, and then, you know, it's that, so you sort of have all, this is like a lot of foundational knowledge that, um, you know, do you really need to know all of it, you know, to sell cheese on a, on a cheese counter? No, but are you going to find it interesting? And again, is it going to help you place cheese in context, which you do need to know how to do on a cheese counter? Yes. You know, so this is what we sort of consider like the foundational elements of, you know, a well-rounded cheese education. Um, and then we um, move into volume two, which covers, um, you know, the more, some of the more like tactical things that you have to deal with as a cheesemonger. So how do you define cheese? How do you categorize cheese? Like, and of course, how cheeses are categorized and defined and described based on their sensory attributes are all closely related to what happens in the vat. So we, you know, help make those connections. We talk about how to identify, um, you know, attributes and defects. We talk about um, how to um, do baseline sensory analysis to, um, you know, to determine flavor profiles and, you know, what be able to recommend a melting cheese, um, stuff like that. Um, and then we talk, of course, about like pairing and putting cheeses together, building cheese boards, um, and all that kind of stuff. So we really look at volume two as sort of, you know, <clears throat> cheese identification, sensory, like sort of that whole ball of wax. And then volume three is um, 
uh, three shorter chapters on sort of retail best practices. So, you know, putting all of this information to use, this is where we cover off on, you know, food safety, um, receiving practices, merchandising, um, you know, uh, building sampling stations, building displays, cross merchandising, um, how to, you know, how to give good customer service um, and stuff like that. So, you know, that's where um, we kind of bring it all together um, and make it, you um, really practical, I think, for people to use this education. Well, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to uh, pause for a break and get a word from our sponsor in here. And then we're going to come back and keep talking with the dean of uh, Cheese State University, Molly Brown, in just a minute. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Conte Cheese Association represents the Conte PDO, Conte Protected Designation of Origin in the USA. Conte is a raw milk cooked pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fruitiers. This milk must be transformed into Conté within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk, ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Conté. Conté takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Conté is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Conté is the same. Its flavors speak to the pastures where the cows grazed, the season in which it was made, the particular craftsmanship of the cheesemaker, and the time spent in the aging cellar. Therefore, every wheel of Conte is unique. Learn more about Conte, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at Conte-USA.com. That's C-O-M-T-E hyphen U-S-A dot com. And we're back cutting the curd with Jessica Kesselman. That's me and my guest today, Molly Brown, who, uh, among many things, is the cre- one of the creators and is the dean. <laughs> is that the title that you prefer when it comes to Cheese State University? Are you the dean? Um, uh, begrudgingly, yes. I am the dean, dean of mongers <laughs> at Cheese State University. Like, just put that on the list of things I never thought would be on my resume, but are now on my resume. <laughs> well, you, you do have quite a resume, and I feel like a lot of your background um, is kind of feeding into Cheese State University. What do you feel is some of the experiences you've had that have been helpful to creating this tool? Um, that's a great question. So I think one of the difficulties um, in creating this resource was um, striking a balance between something that could be used by um, our like our existing retail partners who tend to be you know larger scale national um, and regional retailers. Um, so people who have you know probably a really strong training program um, on you know like how to clean the slicer and you know store SOPs and um, you know probably have a lot really dialed in on that end, but like can't really train. Don't necessarily have the you know context or capacity to train the difference between like a six 
dollar a pound commodity, you know, dairy wall cheddar versus a $40 a pound, um, you know, cave aged cloth bound cheddar. Um, so we wanted to create something that would be usable um, by people on that side of the industry to, again, sort of, you know, help develop mongers on their counters. Um, you know, cheese is a really interesting space in a big grocery store. Um, like it's we, what we've learned at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin through research um, is that um, shoppers sort of instantly form their perception of a store's quality based on what they see in the specialty department. Um, and that's really powerful. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, no and pressure, people, no pressure, yeah, none at all. Right. <laughs> um, but you might want to clean it up over there. Yeah. Um, so, um, and you know, specialty cheese takes like a lot of extra information to sell. Like nobody, you know, and customers just, you know, quite frankly, have a different expectation in the specialty department than they do pretty much anywhere else in the store. I mean, of course, maybe at the meat counter, um, or if there's a, you know, a seafood counter, you know, people want to be able to have a conversation there about, you know, where does this meat come from or where, you know, what should I, how should I cook this? Um, so we, you know, we know that people in the specialty shop, you know, specialty shoppers tend to want to have those conversations there too. But like you go, you know, you, there's no like cereal mongers, you know, like nobody's like in aisle four, like wanting to know what's in the kicks, you know? So mm-hmm. There is a different expectation there. Um, and that's, I think, where some of the bigger retail chains um, don't, you know, their programs can be a little bit lacking. So we wanted to create something that would be used usable by um, those folks. But we also wanted to create something that would be usable by um, smaller independent cheese shops, because, uh, you know, to your point earlier, like these are often people who uh, maybe don't have a background in cheese, but are, are passionate about it and are passionate about um local economies and small businesses and, you know, are, are starting a cheese shop for that reason. Um, but you know, those cheese shop owners are like, I mean, those are the young son heroes, right? Like they're, yeah. they're, they're the ones who do everything. Um, yeah. and, you know, so then to also be like, and, you know, find a way to train your staff on this like really complex and historic and like dynamic thing that like, maybe you don't even fully understand yourself, you know? So, um, we wanted to create something that would like play to both audiences. Um, and so that's where I think my past experience, um, has come in really handy. So I started on, you know, as a cheesemonger on a small counter at an independent shop, um, and worked there for three years. And so sort of had that framework (laughs) to go off of. Um, but then as I moved into, um, various sales and marketing roles, um, you know, I worked for Jasper Hill for a few years and I, in that role, I, you know, I think I set foot in like half of the whole foods in the country, you know, in Mm -hmm. a three year period. So got really familiar with their operations, um, the way that their stores function and how their training programs operate. Um, and then, you know, I worked for Vermont Creamery where I interacted with a lot of regional grocers and uh, national accounts like Kroger, um, and really got sort of an inner glimpse into how um, those folks operate as well. And so I think I was really able to bring together kind of both perspectives and like um, find a way to meet both needs um, through this resource. So um, that's how I think my experience has played into it. I love so many things that you said made me think of other things. And um, my mind is just racing. But I really love um, that a lot of what you described um the product of it comes from listening and like what you were saying about visiting all these different kinds of accounts, seeing what they do, how they do it and listening to people um, who sell cheese, you know, that's the most important thing. And just like in sales, that is so important is just the listening. And then you're able to meet the needs of the people that you're trying to 
serve or to sell to. And um, so that tracks with the content and also the presentation of Chi State University. Um, I was just thinking also about the section I read about receiving cheese. And um, I never really had to do that. But reading about it, reading about a responsibility you may not have in your current role is always going to help you, right? I mean, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, so you're right, like this kind of multifaceted, like 360 view of cheese, cheese history, um, it seems really inclusive. Um, So bravo to that. Um, I did want to ask you about um, some other parts of Cheese State University that brought in some other voices, um, Finding Your Way, W-H-E-Y. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about that part? Yeah. So um, so if it's okay, I'll back up and just talk a little bit more about like the um, ancillary content that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. available through the website. So we have the whole website is set up like a virtual campus. Um for those who haven't visited yet. Um, so we have um, the classrooms building, um, and that's where you'll find the field guide um, and any future courses that we may add, um, which we reserve the right to do, um, but no promises quite yet. Right. Um, <laughs> and then we have um, a library building. Um, and in the library, you'll find um, two really amazing resources. One is the Wisconsin Cheese Atlas, and that's um, essentially um, a very nice collection of like beautiful um, one pagers um, for mm-hmm. different Wisconsin cheeses. So I think we're up to about 60 in there right now. Wow. Um, and we have, you know, like the background of the cheese and then like all the information. It's basically like what, you know, all the information you would need to like write a cheese card for your counter <laughs> for your case in one spot. Because I remember um, as a monger, like having to like, you know, read 18 different websites, that yes. said, um, conflicting <laughs> things. Um, so we went like straight to the source for these. We got all the information. We included um, some sensory details, pairing recommendations, stuff like that. So that's a fun resource. Um, another resource that you'll find in the library building is called, um, I'm very proud of this one, the Turo Files Counter Coaching for Cheesemongers. Um, and this is um, a video series um, where we tackle sort of like these thornier questions that you can get on the cheese counter, like, um, what is rennet? And like, why is this cheese so expensive? And can pregnant people even eat cheese? So um, we just, we d- dive into these you know, topics where you need a little bit of sensitivity and understanding and context to be able to answer them really credibly and in a way that's not going to turn off your customer. Um, so we just put those up a few weeks ago and we're really excited about those. Um, so then you can pop over to the quad, uh, which is our social networking and kind of um, engagement app. Um, and so that's a really fun and dynamic aspect of Chi State University. You can only sign into the app if you're enrolled in the university. Um, And there's just some great conversations happening over there. We post a little bit of content, but this is very user-driven and it's just great to see um, mongers and other cheese professionals from all around the country and from various aspects of the um, supply chain, you know, coming together and having um, these conversations. That's also where we host all of our virtual events. Um, So some really fun stuff happening over there. Um, So then we come up to our student union, um, who it is named for, you know, the late, great Pat Pelosky, um, who is a contributor to the Chief State University Field Guide and really helped kind of share this vision um, of this project in the very early days. So um, if you visit the Pat Pelosky Student Union, you'll find um, some really great content over there. This is essentially functioning like a blog right now. So that is where um, our Finding Your Way series lives. Um, And the Finding Your Way series specifically um, is really just intended to provide like 
inspiration for what careers in cheese can look like. Um, I think when you're working in retail and, you know, especially if you're starting out as a monger, it can be a little hard to parse, like where could I go with this? And, um, you know, what could I do? And um, what do other people do in, in cheese professionally as a career? Um, so we really just wanted to give some insights into the work that people are doing in different um, parts of the the industry. And we've had some really interesting interviews so far. We've um, interviewed Emily Harbison, who works for Dairy Connection here in Wisconsin. There's sort of a supply house and, um, you know, a cheese, a cheese supply house. Um, they support a lot of manufacturers through their work. And so it's really interesting to hear Emily's story. Um, we were able to score an interview with um, Cheese Trucker or is it Milk Trucker? I can't mm-hmm. remember. I think it's Milk, milk Trucker. Trucker. Yeah, um, Trevor. Um, so and talked to him about all the like really incredible research he's doing in Europe. Um, so it was really fun to you know catch up with him and and hear his story. Um, we interviewed Jamie Pung from the American Cheese Society about how she sort of became the industry liaison, you know, to um, to ACS. She's got a really interesting career track. So some really good stories in there. Um, and then also in the student union, you'll find um, stuff like gear guides. We wrote a review of the handy cutter, everybody's favorite. <laughs> so she's a cutting equipment. Am I right? Um, and just some others, you know, pairing stuff and, um, you know, some cheese deep dives. We did like a Rush Creek deep dive, including like, you know, how to merchandise this on your cheese counter. How does Andy Hatch want you to care for Rush Creek once it's in your retail case? Stuff like that. So um, everything is really, again, like through, you know, through a monger lens, through a professional lens, because um, that's really who cheese state is for. So that's just some of the good stuff you'll find on there. And it does mean there's a reason to keep checking back in. So it's really is like, yeah. So like even once you air quotes graduate, um, there's still reasons to come back as an alumni um, or as a continuing education student when you start offering more courses. Um, So I want to just talk a little bit about the application yeah. Um, so people should not be terrified of this application, right? No. Um, no. <laughs> as, as you as you said, and it says on the homepage, Cheese State University. You know, if you buy, sell, or handle cheese in your work, apply. Um, so can you yeah. tell us about the application and what what does it help you get? Like, what information does it help you collect to improve the site? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I don't even really think of it as an application. I call it the enrollment form. Ah, the enrollment just like, form. Yeah. Just the enrollment form. You know, right. you just let, let us know you're interested in enrolling and then we'll, we'll probably let you in. So this is just really meant to keep out civilians, um, you know, <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> um, but we know there's a lot of people out there who are really enthusiastic about cheese, but who don't work with it. Um, and, you know, we at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, we host a community called Cheeselandia. And I'm sure that Cheeselandians would love to see um, the content that we have in Dairy Far- or in um, Cheese State University, sorry, um, but you know, simply this content is not for them. This is right. really professional professionals only. Um, so we wanted to just ensure that the people who are registering um, for the for access to the content um, are professionals. So, like, really, honestly, I approve everybody by hand myself at this point, and it, I'm just looking at you know your email address, your um, employer's name. You know, we do. <clears throat> Some employers, um, some retailers are signing up like 
cohorts of their staff. So um, we they will request an enrollment code from us. It's not required um, to enroll, but if your employer has given you one, it allows us to just do a little bit more tracking um, and reporting back to them. Like, oh, you signed up 35 people. 30 of them have obtained their Cheese State Scholar Certificate, um, which is what you earn if you take the test um, associated with the field guide. Um, so we can help kind of track people um, that way, you know, people who are, are going through in, the, in a cohort sequence. So um, that's some of the stuff that we use. You know, we do ask some um, information that, um, you know, we ask like, what's your favorite cheese? And um, what do you like work about working in cheese the most? Um, and stuff like that. And that just kind of helps us get to know people a little bit better. And um, I think it leaves some opportunity for us to um, assist with networking and sort of like making connections and help sort of, you know, guide people together who could, um, you know, benefit from a mentor relationship. Um, and that's stuff that's, I think, you know, coming in a, a second or third wave of programming where we um, would be a little bit more active in the app um, doing things like that for folks. Wow. So I'm sure it took a quite a team to pull this together. You have um, some really great illustrations. The layout is um, a whole job into itself. Um, and there's some like animated parts, like little video things. And um, do you want to say anything about like that team? Like how many, how, who put yeah. this together? <laughs> like how did yeah. this visual like living thing, like yeah, who do you want to give a shout out to? People are always like, oh my God, Molly, you made the most amazing thing. And I'm like, I didn't make it. <laughs> I mean, I did, but I didn't, you know. Right, right. Um, so I would say, you know, um, from the very, you know, first days of this, like, um, as I mentioned, Pat Polosky was a huge contributor to um, the field guide, to sort of the structure of the field guide. Um, we also worked closely with um, Jane Bauer, who... Um, helped build the CCP program for ACS. Um, we worked with um, Caitlin O'Neill. Um, so some names you guys should definitely recognize mm -hmm. from the industry. It really helped us put together the structure of the resource um, and sort of like the outline um, that we were going to follow. And then um, some of those folks provided um, technical drafts um, of copy for the chapters. I wrote a lot of the technical copy or the you know draft copy, I guess I would call it, um, as well. And then um, we had, and it was just we're so lucky to work with you know an incredible writer to work with Alexandra Jones, um, who is just um, brilliant in everything she does. And she she like did copywriting plus um, for this project. <laughs> I would say I, was, I would call her more like the content manager um, because she just helped really keep everything um, orderly and um, keep track of really, you know small details and just kind of made sure that everything stayed organized. Um, and the copy is you know beautiful and intelligent. And um, we have her to credit for that. Wonderful. Um, and yeah, and then we worked for design. We worked with an incredible um, graphic design team based in Portland, Oregon called Co-Projects. Um, they did an amazing job. Um, we've got a great web team based here in Milwaukee that sort of brought everything to life on the internet. So that's just a small smattering of the people who helped with us. <laughs> yeah. It really, it's been a team effort for sure. Well, it's very impressive. And um People can uh, enroll at cheesestateuniversity.com, right? That's the, yes, that's, and I guess if, if they really, if, you know, they could Google it, but cheesestateuniversity.com. It's, it's so easy. easy. Yeah. It's so easy. It's um, so easy. And, uh, and I hope, I hope, uh, I hope everybody enrolls and that we see more from this site uh, in the years to come. It's, um, it's really great. It's a lot of fun. 
Um, and I, and it sounds like you've had a lot of fun putting it together. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been great. It's, um, somebody told me, they said like this, I can tell that this is a love letter to the industry. And that like kind of made me cry a little bit. I was like, it is, I love the industry so much and I love you <laughs> so much. And, um, it really, it feels like a gift to be able to give this gift to the, um, to people. Cause I know that, um, from my own experiences, I know how much, how valuable, you know, consolidated, mm -hmm. incredible training resources are. So um, I do hope that people find this usable and engage with it and let us know how it's working for them. We're very open to feedback. And as we build out future levels, um, there's definitely more to come. So, you know, as we build out future levels, um, you know, we really want to hear from people um, what they need, how it's working for them um, and all that stuff. So I just say, right. you know, it's open dialogue um, and really we welcome feedback. Um, I'm very easy to find. <laughs> in the cheese world you guys i'm sure half of you already have my phone number so just send me a text <laughs> let me know what you think and there's um, always the contact us button at the yes, bottom <laughs> which you just said you're reading everything that comes in but um and i have to give a shout out to whoever it was who figured out that the word monger you could say you're a monger is actually you're among scholars, ruminators, oh. cheese lovers, grazers, experts, masters. I'm reading this as it's coming up yeah. on the screen. I mean, it's, you're a monger. I just think yeah. that that is, you're right. It is like a love letter. Um, yeah. That was, that was like peak, uh, a peak <laughs> moment in the project <laughs> for pretty, sure. <laughs> pretty incredible. Pretty yeah. incredible. So um, thank you so much for coming on Cutting the Curd to talk about this project and really looking forward to having you back again, when you have another project, I feel like, you know, yes. between victory cheese and this, like you're, you know, you're on fire. You just keep coming up with great <laughs> ideas. So. Well, thanks so much for having me. And, um, th thanks for using cheese state university. I'll see you on campus. Yes. Yes. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. I uh, just want to give, uh, one note that, um, the American cheese society conference, uh, which is coming up in just a few months this summer, the scholarships to attend are now available. The applications for those scholarships are open until April 3rd. So please apply. Uh, check out ACS, um, the cheesesociety.org backslash scholarships page. There's a lot of really great opportunities uh, on there and um, open it open to y'all to attend. If you're going for the CCP exam, definitely check it out. And uh, we'll see you back here on Cutting the Curd and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.